0: So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcasts here with World's Not Gray. We're going to ask him some questions today. I'm going to start. uh, So what inspired you to start making music, and what does your project name mean?
1: What inspired me? Uh, (laughs) Life, feeling like I'm crazy inspired me. Um, World's Not Gray, my first name is actually Jahan, and that is Sanskrit for Of The World. And so I was kind of sitting around one day, you know, a little voice in my head goes, Hey, you should make a project says, Well, it's not great. And, you know, of course, I'm like, Well, what fucking sense is that? And then, <laughs> kinda, <laughs> I kind of went down the rabbit hole from there trying to assign a meaning to So, essentially, everything I write about is either something I've observed
2: mm-hmm.
1: in other people's lives or something I can uh, empathically relate to mm-hmm. because everybody goes through darkness so what i'm saying is the world is not a great place and i'm also not in that gray area of life mm. wow.
0: okay
3: that's really cool yeah. i think that's really that's really cool i like that a lot and then what inspired you to start making music
1: well <laughs> i was nine years old when i knew i wanted to um uh, so i immediately harassed parents from then so it's not like it it's not like it was a uh, uh, overnight thing, or a recent thing, I started playing guitar ten, and I just, it was I was always writing poems and stuff And uh, it, it's just something that I know I have to do. Mm-hmm. Just, know what, just Know what I have to do. So I've been in a lot of bands and stuff, and here, and I started this project in twenty nineteen. Okay, so,
3: solid. That's really cool. Ever since you were little, like you knew you had to do music.
1: Yeah, I really did. Um, It's hard for some people to understand that because I think we live in a world that's so materialistically dominated that people don't really understand what it means to be so young. And they don't think that kids have that level of vision for themselves. And it was more or less exactly this story. I remember being in the back of my mom's old, beat up Subaru going home from school. Mm -hmm. I started falling asleep and I just had this vision of myself holding a guitar, walking mm-hmm. up and down playing. And at nine years old, you don't know what the fuck that means. You just you <laughs> yeah. know like you know, I was kinda like, whoa, there's an energy about this. And this is what I'm supposed to do. I have to do it. Mm-hmm.
2: So
1: that's what I mean when I said I harassed my parents after that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, uh, I wanna play drums, I wanna play guitar, I want to play everything. And yeah that's how I kind of thought for it. Okay.
3: That's awesome. I love that a lot. That's really cool. Um, so, congratulations on your upcoming release, Death of Me. How do you feel about the response to that EP so far to the people you've shown it to since, at the time of recording, it isn't out yet?
1: Oh, well, thank you, first of all. I appreciate that. Um, of course. Everyone's been just waiting, not so patiently, to hear what I got on it. So, that's why I put it on SoundCloud before it even drops on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And it really. It really came as a fly-by-night thing because I just, I wasn't going to release it yet. And I started testing out the songs. Uh, I did a virtual emo night performance and uh, I tested three of the songs there. And uh, I just wanted to see what the response would be before I actually set a date for the release. So instead of setting a uh, four-week or however long uh, date, I just decided randomly i'm gonna drop this I'm gonna do it mm-hmm. and
2: yeah.
1: it was because of people uh you know dropping in the inbox and so when's you know when uh, that song mm-hmm. hurt coming out a lot of people like that song yeah that's where that's what it was
3: wow <laughs> so uh, such a big good reaction that you just you were just like okay fine here it is
1: yeah basically well, here you go wow. I- I can't use it if you don't hear it. So here you go.
3: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. That's the best reaction you can hope for, honestly. So, yeah. congratulations.
0: Uh, so, is there any meaning behind uh, the EP name or cover art?
1: Um, a lot of the songs. Well, I shouldn't say a lot of songs because it's only four. But the, these four songs are all me branching into a territory of writing about things in, in my own life. Uh, so death of me is referring to like that concept of dying a thousand deaths to mm. reach a certain point point of view on life a certain level of like conscious awareness if you want to call it that and um, that's that's the meaning behind the title however i I have to say thank you to her really sweet young follower I think she's through that like, and she draws anime caricatures, and so she asked me, you know, hey, would it be okay if I drew you? Mm-hmm. I was like, of course. And so that was really just fan art that I decided. Oh, to Oh, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, I'm trying to enter a phase now where I'm honoring my fans by either having them do some creative art, um, write lyrics, and have them submit to be a part of the process. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is.
3: Oh, that's like really that. cool so it's just like really collaborative anybody can help with anything kind of
1: yeah um, when I started this in September 2019 I knew I wanted it to be fueled by a sense of community so mm-hmm. if you see me go live a million times a week that's what I'm about. Yeah. I'm
3: actually
1: making the songs on Instagram live inviting people to come in to see every step of the way will happen
3: yeah so it's kind of like it's not a solo project it's kind of just like a gigantic massive band where anybody can join in and anybody can help with the process i guess
1: that's where i would like to take it because the internet facilitates you know you, we have district and all these different uh, music distributors that uh you can just put someone's name type someone's name in the credit and, mm-hmm. and-
3: yeah it's that easy
1: yeah, and I think that uh, people listen to music for that sense of connection that they have with the artist and mm-hmm. that identification that somebody understands
3: me. Yeah.
1: So I'm trying to work with that as well.
3: That's really cool. I like that a lot. I like that a lot, yeah. Um, so speaking of writing and everything, uh, can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for this EP?
1: For the death of me? I actually, I listened to a lot of people talk about what's going on in Daryl.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I felt like I could identify because while I do not know their exact situation, I didn't know what it feels like to be in a similar situation. So mm-hmm. I took some of the best stories that I, I thought needed to come to the surface at the moment. Mm-hmm. I was, Based on those. So uh for example, hurt is about what it's like to grow up with an alcoholic and abusive father. And you're going you're going through some level of suffering. Your mother doesn't she's suffering, people watch it. lot about relating to other people. I don't care as well walking away from people. It's like you know, there's some people out there that no matter how much good you do, they're just gonna be like, ah, you're a student duty head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. just gonna be like, well, okay, thank you. Why don't you tell me more about me? And then um you turn around and walk away from them. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah exactly. And
1: uh that's the other one. That's of me is about dealing with someone either inside of a relationship context like romance or any kind of helping relationship really, where, where there's this massive give and take and i'm just saying i, I swear you're going to kill me with the way that you act <laughs> but i'm not the i'm not the enemy here mm-hmm. so that's really what about. Um, and then damn how do i not even know the song from <laughs> Complexity is just about witnessing uh violence locally here. Um there's a lot of crime and non violent due to uh, social structure collapsing and like government. Oh, shit, mm-hmm. And then also seeing that at the exact same time that it's forming that mm-hmm. And uh what, what I'm actually saying in that song is that the violence that I'm
0: Mm.
1: and that's the complexity of it yeah
0: so what song took the longest to write on this EP and which one is your personal favorite
1: which song took the longest to write um complexity took the longest to write um that's also my favorite and when I say long it really didn't take that long because I write each song on Friday nights on Instagram so i give myself a week to finish every song
3: a week wow okay
1: yeah and i remember complexity was like oh shit i gotta finish it's it's uh friday at midnight and mm-hmm. i haven't finished it yet so i'd already hit my deadline so it took me a full seven days to write that mm-hmm. the others took days to record and write.
3: yeah okay solid uh can you tell me where your headspace was while creating this ep
1: my headspace was swimming around in the primordial soup of like uh, lower lower emotions like anger and uh, resentment and remembering what it felt like to be in those similar positions for myself but it, it was it was difficult though it, it it then became frustrating because it was difficult because people don't often understand that when you heal from something truly the memory the memories, sorry choking on myself the memories no longer have that stink mm-hmm. so even when you go back there it's hard to fit right into that mindset yeah. that's what actually became the frustrating um part that kind of got me to be like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna dump these you know <laughs> yeah. what, would I, what would i actually have said if if this was me Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anything that I knew and the whole world was just new to me. What would I write? Yeah. And then like, I kind of wrote that first and then, okay. So me in 2021 with everything I know, I write that down on the other side of the page and I contrast and I say, okay, this can fit with this and oh. this is how I change this. And this is how I'm going to subtract from this in whatever case it is. So yeah. lyrically how I came together, um, and I just always write every song. I start with the drums first on my computer,
2: mm-hmm. and then
1: I do the bass, and I get the rhythm locked in. Yeah, either, either keyboards or guitars come next, and mm-hmm. then the. So it's that's it's just always how it is.
2: Oh, that's <laughs>
3: sick. All right. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so what band or artist influence do you think you can hear the most on the CP?
1: What bands influenced me the most? Three Days Grace, mm. um, vocally. Adam influenced me. You can definitely hear it because in I Don't Care I'm actually throwing throwing it back to that song he did with Apocalyptica. Hmm. So of the title, I don't care. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to sing in my voice, but similar to the way he uses that rasp on that particular track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I'm always influenced by Allison in Chains, Tool, Nirvana, Korn, all those. Yep in terms of the music and stuff so that's all
3: right taste uh, so this one should go like super super fast off the top of your head i want you to describe this ep for new listeners in three words
1: um reflective frustrated and um damn there's so many words i kind of want to say pineapple right. for no reason Pineapples? Sure. pineapple. Yeah, because I like pineapples. Sure. Drinking <laughs> lots of pineapple juice. So I was mm-hmm. like, this is inspired by pineapple. Okay.
3: That's wonderful. I, mean, I respect I it. it. Yeah, pineapples are great, so good choice.
0: Um, so on that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while going through the EP?
1: I want them to feel that nothing is beyond their reach that Mm -hmm. the things that they're going through um circumstance is always something you can overcome just takes time and patience and grace
3: wow yeah that's that's i really like that again very wholesome i like that a lot um So where do you see the project in the next five years? You said over time, you want to make it like as open as can be and anybody can join the project, I guess. So is that the goal?
1: My goal in in the next five years is to definitely be on tour in a post-COVID world.
3: Definitely. That'd be good.
1: And to be able to have that platform to... First of all, make it a revolving door of, of either established musicians or, you know, people who are really good that that deserve a chance to play. And I'll just be singing. I won't be playing any instruments. Yeah. So that will be the form of the band. But I also hopefully in a post COVID world and a much kinder world as a result, fingers crossed, we can go back to that time where people can be close to you on stage, you can bring people up to sing with you because you want to hear the song? You've already got the record everywhere—Spotify, Amazon, whatever. You can get that there. But when mm-hmm. you come to my show, it's about full participation. That's how I would like it to. And I want to be on tour with all the big people, all the people I looked up to, if they're still doing it, and you know, whoever's out there at the time really hitting it. I just want to be on that level. Oh, fine. that's, that's really
3: cool. Again, I—I I like your just your idea of what you want your product, uh, project to be. I just, I really like that a lot. It's yeah, so. Yeah, you're cool. not just
0: aimlessly putting music out. You have a vision, exactly. and that's not something yeah. we can say about every single band we interview. So.
3: Yeah.
1: Awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're actually shift away from music and go straight to Death Row. Boom. So if you're on Death Row, what would your last meal be with a drink?
3: Boom again.
1: Oh, here we go again. Pineapple.
3: Pineapple. Oh. Is that drink or is that meal or is that both?
1: Both. Why not?
0: I have pineapple around.
1: around And and like a big plate of Steamed broccoli That's it Oh
3: I love broccoli so much Taste definitely
1: You Mm -hmm. as good people
3: (laughs) Thank you Uh, So if you could live in one fictional world for a week Where would you live?
1: Oh jeez I already do that inside my own head (laughs) A fictional world um, What specifically Mm -hmm. do you mean? like
3: a show a movie series a comic book a real book no wait that's comic books are real books but like you know like (laughs) you know books with words in it lots of words (laughs) lots of words there you go that time
1: i have to say i've never i've never thought of this before so on a whim hogwarts
3: (gasps) oh what house are you gryffindor okay i could see that i get that
1: um, what people don't know if you've never been here to Barbados our schools are like the British school system so we wear a uniform mm-hmm. and we actually wear the ties <gasps> that you see in the Harry Potter so Stop. I actually wore the, yeah I actually wore the Gryffindor tie in my senior years at, at school so. that
3: is so cool that it so like this is gonna sound so stupid but it's like everybody's sorted into a different school I don't I
1: don't know. Sorry. <laughs> it's it's actually kind of like that because we have what's called zoning mm-hmm. based on your location. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah, grades
1: yeah. you get, those are the two criteria that they use to place you in a school so you have to get a certain grade average on mm-hmm. your um exam when you're 10 or 11. It's called it's called the 11 plus, the common entrance exam. And then they just put you in whatever school based on where you live and what grade you got.
3: Okay. Okay. That's
1: cool. So, cool. so kind of like how Gryffindor is like the the more smart in the Harry Potter series, mm-hmm. I went to the top school here. And mm-hmm. so it's interesting that the top school had the Gryffindor tie. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. So you're and smart, then like smart. Okay.
1: The actual the actual, well, I don't want to say worse because that's not nice. But
3: <laughs> the, the the lower
1: one, one of the schools that's lowest down on the tiers in terms of grade average um they, they have the slytherin type. oh so okay funny. oh <laughs> my god <laughs> okay.
3: that's that's funny that's good. that's good that's good um i like that a lot. that's funny so
0: i have the honor of asking the last question and every single person we've spoken to has said that, that it is the most important question what's your favorite color
1: my favorite color is neon green
3: okay Ooh, taste as it should be green all right color mm-hmm.
1: uh
0: so as i said that's all the questions you have today. is there anything that you would like to plug
1: um, anything that i would like to plug obviously everybody that's watching this needs to subscribe to my youtube follow me on spotify tiktok instagram blah 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 everything and we'll follow you guys <laughs> yeah.
0: all right solid uh well thank you for sitting now this been world's not gray and we're the good noise podcast